this morning. It will be brief this morning, but I'd just like to share uh, with you a thought that the Lord um, gave to me, and I've been thinking about it. And it's a sobering thought, for sure. It's a, it's a truth that all of us are going to face at some point in our life, and that is, at some point, all of us are going to speak our very last words. We're all, at some point, going to say the very last words of our life, and then it's off to eternity for us. Some of us might know that our time is near the end, and we'll be able to actually say something that we want to leave with whoever's there nearby to hear us. Some people have been able to do that. But for many people, the last words come on us and death is sudden. comes on us unawares just in the last uh, short amount of time. Several people that we know well, late 40s, early 50s, passed away suddenly into eternity. In fact, in a most unusual situation. Um, again, so nine days ago, my daughter got married at 5 o'clock on a Friday evening. But due to the circumstances, at 11 o'clock that, earlier that morning, we had the funeral of a 48-year-old man in our church that was, went to his job, as he'd done for many years, worked the night shift, 3 o'clock in the morning. He took his last breath and left a wife and four children behind. And so last words remind us of the fact that life is short. The end of life is not guaranteed time, and our words matter. What we say matters. Jesus here, we know, deliberately planned out the final words that he left for you and I, because they're the words in the last book of the Bible, in the last chapter of the Bible. And so these were not random words. He knew that this was the close of his words to us. Similarly, in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 8, the Lord gives the last spoken words before he ascended up to heaven, his last words given on this earth. Uh, but ye shall be witnesses. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me. And he gave those words. And that was it for his earthly words. And then he ascended up into heaven. But he wasn't done yet. He wanted to share a parting thought or a last thought, last words with you and I. And we find those here in Revelation 22. We'll read several verses here. And then we'll pray. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. And behold, I come quickly. Among the last words of Jesus was a promise to us. That this is not it. His work and his purpose and his interactions for us in this world are not done. He promises that he's coming, and he also promises that he's coming quickly. So, school's about back in session. Quickly, what does that do? That's a time where it's an adverb. It modifies that verb, come, and it adds an intensity to it. It adds a time, it adds an urgency to it. I come quickly. The Lord wanted us to know that. Continuing on in verse 12, and my reward is with me. Well, if his reward is with him when he comes, then that must mean 
that right now he is watching and observing what is going on in his absence. Like a good parent happens to miraculously know what their kids were doing when they were gone. The Lord is watching right now and he comes to judge and to reward. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is certainly up to us. What will that reward be? What will that judgment be? He promises he's coming. He adds urgency to that by saying, I come quickly. And he tells us part of his coming, he comes to bring a reward with him. Verse 12, continuing on, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Verses 14 and 15 talk about the gates to the city and that some are on the inside of those gates and some are not. Those that are on the inside of the gate, I believe, are referring to those that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone as Savior. As He said in John 14:6, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Many people today talk about God, but they leave out the way to God. They leave out Jesus Christ, who died for the sins of mankind. And those that do not know Him as Savior can, by simply turning from their sins and putting their faith and trust in what the Lord Jesus Christ did for them, when he came to this earth and died on the cross in my place and in your place to take away your sins, to redeem your soul, to justify you before God, to give you a standing before God at that judgment. The Bible says this in verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things In the churches, I find also that in the very last words of Jesus Christ, an important place that he mentions, and he mentions churches, individual churches. The Bible tells us that these churches that adhere to scriptures are the pillar and ground of the truth. Be careful about getting doctrine and teaching from a TV preacher or the internet. Understand that important, most important to the Lord Jesus Christ was churches. He testifies these. He gives his words to the churches. Jesus, the Bible says, loved the church and gave himself for it. And then we come to verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Among the last words of Jesus Christ is one of the most beautiful words in all of Scripture. And that is the word, whosoever. This offer of salvation is not for a select few. The offer of salvation is for whosoever. It is what takes people that otherwise might be occupied about the things of this earth 
and drives us, constrains us to share the good news of the gospel to family, to friends, to neighbors, to our neighborhood. It's what drives foreign missions. When the Lord lays a place and calls a person to an area that's out of their normal place of living because of this great news and God's offer of whosoever will, an offer that supersedes the United States of America. And it's an offer for people that speak more than just English. In fact, the Bible tells us in this last book of Revelation that people from every tribe, tongue, and nation one day will join in singing the praise to the Lamb of God in heaven. One of the last things that the Lord wanted us to know is that His offer of salvation is a whosoever, anyone, can come to the Lord and be saved. We drop down to verse 20, and we get to the very last words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 20, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. He wanted us to hear that one more time. One thing he wanted repeated in his last words were, I'm coming back quickly. We know one person's response to these last words, and that is the Apostle John, who apparently lived longer than any of the other disciples. He lived to be an older man. And his response to the Lord's reminder that he's coming quickly is giving for us here in verse 20. I'll read that, and as I do, I'd like us to ask ourselves if that is our response as well. Here's what John said. When Jesus said, surely I come quickly, amen, or let it be so. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. What a blessing it would be if we that know the Lord as our Savior could live with those words every day in our life. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. We can live like that. We can live like that if we know that the Lord, and remind ourselves that the Lord is coming and He's coming to reward. Because if we know that, then what we do will matter not just for the immediate, but we'll be concerned that what we do matters for the eternal. It'll be a stop for us when we start to drift or transgress from God's ways and God's words in practical areas of our life, in our thought life, in what we watch and what we say and what we do and how we deal with others and what our priorities are. If we are able to say, even so, come Lord Jesus, we're saying, I know you're coming You're coming quickly, you're coming at any time, and when you come, you're coming to judge and reward. So I want to live today, I want to live this moment, I want to make this decision in light of that. John was able to say, that's a blessing, amen, let it be so, even so, come Lord Jesus. These last words were not something that John had to say, oh no, He's coming quickly. Uh, No, give me a little bit of time. You get a phone call. Someone wants to come make a quick visit at your house. Can I come over and just drop something off? 
what's the first thing we do? We look around, uh, give me, and then we make up however much time we know that we can, in a flurry, get the house cleaned in order for them to be here. One time, our youth pastor stopped in at our house when I was probably 12, unawares, unawares. The car pulled up in the driveway. We had a small driveway, but it was that gravel. So, you know, the tires and the gravel gives that little popping sound just enough to alert you. Something's happening. Someone's coming. I'm sure it was probably my job or my sister's. Maybe I'll just say it's my sister's job. Was to fold the all the probably week and a half worth of clean clothes that we put on the couch in the living room. And it was probably my job to take my Hardee's cup and throw it away. Which, you know, that's not really a job. That should just be assumed. But hey, I was a guy and I was 12. Don't assume anything with regard to neatness, cleanliness, or orderliness. And so the door opens and we look out there and we see Mr. Moore, who loved us and cared for us, walking up to visit us. I don't believe in anything with regard to superheroes. I really don't. But I do believe... There is a supernatural uh, button that can be pushed under dire circumstances when mom comes ordering two kids around, and you wouldn't believe it, so I probably shouldn't even... You sound like I'm embellishing this, but in about 15 seconds, the Hardy's cup and all its accoutrements were gone, and all the clean clothes, they weren't folded, but they were placed elsewhere. And the door knocked. Of course, we figured if he does that two more times, we can take the last ten seconds and finish this up. So we're flying around. And uh, come on in, Mr. Moore. <sighs> come on in. Yeah, <clears throat> just, uh, yeah, have, have a seat. Uh, you want a drink because we need one. Um, casually, Mr. Moore, just genuine guy, goes, yeah, Pulled up here and started walking up here, and, and I see Daniel there running around. I thought, what's Daniel doing? Is he chasing that cat or chasing the cat around the house? <laughs> I go, <laughs> my mom goes, <laughs> yeah, no, no, we weren't. We were getting ready for your coming that we weren't ready for. We love to tell that story today. Later on, we told Mr. Moore about that. He got a good laugh about that. He knocked on the door. We we weren't ready. Well, one day the Lord's going to come. He's coming. He's coming quickly. He's coming to judge and reward. Are you ready? Are you ready? He is coming. The Lord never breaks a promise. He's coming. He's coming quickly. Are we going to wish we had 15 seconds to change what we were doing when he comes, we won't have that then. We had it that day back at our house. We won't even have 15 seconds. Are we going to look back and say, ah, I wish I would have had listened to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit said do whatever it is, whatever it is. But I do know this. When he comes, he comes to judge and reward. When he comes, will you be able to stand before him having accepted the gift of eternal life provided by his son, Jesus Christ, or not? The Lord says that gift is for whosoever. He says, I'm coming. 
I'm coming quickly. He says, whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. The Lord has done all that is necessary for you and I to have an assured home in heaven one day. We have but to meet him on his terms and accept the sacrifice, the sacrificial death that he went through for you and I. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I think it was a joy for John who penned those words in John 3.16 to pen similar words in Revelation chapter 22. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. So, last words. It says the Queen of England, Elizabeth, when she died, her last words were something like this. All my possessions for a moment of time. And yet she knew then what we know today. She couldn't make that exchange. She couldn't give all of her possessions for one moment of time because they weren't hers to give and time was not hers to decide. All my what for a moment of time. Last words. We'll all speak them. Maybe we'll know what they are. Maybe we won't. Last words tell us that our words are important. Last words tell us that our time is short. The Lord's last words. Come. Come. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. And I come quickly. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time where we can gather around your word.